44% of women in tech believe they've been overlooked for a promotion due to their gender, according to a report last month by Talent International. But the truth is, many of the most talented executives in tech are women, and they're now innovating new technologies and new business models at an unprecedented rate. Many of these successful women leaders are bringing a new mission-driven perspective to their thriving businesses. And one of the most successful approaches is buy local, bank local. In this edition of Commerce Code, buy local, bank local, keys to success for women in fintech. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco. This is Commerce Code brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. It's great to be with you. If the pandemic has done anything good for humanity, perhaps it's this. Companies and people feel they have to take a stand for what they care about. Whether it's making sure boards and leadership teams accurately represent communities or customers, or addressing issues of racial injustice, we're all trying to make the world a better place. You see it in initiatives like Bank of America's push to make more mortgage loans to minority communities, or big tech boards looking to hire more women onto their boards of directors. Some call it commerce with a conscience, and others just call it good business. But two areas where tech companies have not done all that well is in promoting women entrepreneurs and in promoting local businesses and charities. Interestingly, these are two key areas that consumers have cared the most about during the past year and a half of the pandemic. Today on the show, we speak with two executives from an innovative fintech company called Spave. They've cracked the code on these two issues. Led by CEO and founder Susan Langer, the Spave app deducts small amounts set by the consumer from a primary checking account whenever it's used to make a purchase at a local merchant. Those amounts are directed by the consumer to a savings account or to their favorite charity. Ben Maxim is the CTO, and he joined from the MSU Federal Credit Union that recently acquired SPAVE. We talked today about women fintech entrepreneurs, the power of buying local and banking local. Hey, good morning, Susan. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. Susan, where are you based? I'm based in Red Wing, Minnesota, which is just south of Minneapolis, about 45 minutes. Excellent. And Ben, are you in the same location? Uh, no, I'm actually in East Lansing, Michigan, just north of Michigan State University campus. Well, it's a real pleasure to have you and talk about some of the really innovative things that are happening in your business and industry more generally. And Susan, the fintech industry, and I would say corporate America in general, have been pretty bad at creating and promoting women leaders and women entrepreneurs. But Spave is an example of a really successful fintech company founded and run by a woman, you. What were your keys to success? Because I think a lot of women entrepreneurs would like to hear about that. But I, I think also, a lot of big corporations and fintech companies would like to hear that so that they could replicate your success. How would you answer that question? What were your keys to success? Yeah, thanks, Silvio. I was inspired by women entrepreneurs in the developing world who were living in abject poverty. They were repaying their microloans at a 99% repayment rate. And I thought, wow, that's crazy. How are these women doing this? 
And I was watching them over the years and I came to this conclusion. There are three R's in entrepreneurialism and especially with women. It's resourcefulness, resiliency, and relationships. I saw these women who had literally nothing to start with, but they could manufacture, they could create their products and they figured out ways to do it. And they were up against all odds, yet they were resilient in their steadfastness to push their product and push their business forward and to help their families and their community. And it really boiled down to it's all about relationships. So really, if you have a great idea, if you have the right time to market and you have brought the right team members together, it really is about the relationships that will promote you and introduce you to all the people that can make it happen. I do want to ask you about one of the R's that you mentioned, which is relationships. You know, here in Silicon Valley, it's been phenomenally successful at creating some of the largest companies in the world, you know, many of whom are members of the DCA. But one of the challenges is that the relationships that are built between venture capitalists and entrepreneurs are typically from people in the same community. They might have gone to the same Ivy League college. And in many ways, that's excluded people that maybe don't look like the venture capitalist or don't go to the same school as the venture capitalist. And that's obviously been one of the big challenges for women in accessing that network. How did you overcome that? And how did you start to build relationships with, you know, maybe people that didn't look like you or had a different background than you? Yeah, startup is tough. The venture capital scene is a tough crowd. You can't have thin skin. You have to have thick skin. You pitch and you pitch and you pitch and your ideas get shot down. It is very hard to differentiate yourself within that sea of people and sea of pitching. I'm also not young. <laughs> so I'm a woman and I am a middle-aged woman and I just didn't fit the mold. But if you have the right story at the right time that has potential, I mean, you do break through and you have to just keep on. I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin with two older brothers. I mean, I think I was just shaped and created to not give up and you can't give up. So I guess that's just what happened. And then meeting, of course, the Michigan State University Federal Credit Union made all the difference for us. Very, very exciting to hear about grit and how it does pay off in the long term. <laughs> I think there is definitely an emerging trend in how consumers are really incorporating their values into their buying and into commerce more generally. We call it trade for good or commerce with a conscience. But what are some of the key trends that you are seeing? And Susan, I'd love for you to talk about this at a sort of high level. But Ben, I would love to have you talk about it from a technology perspective because of course, you're the CTO of SPAVE. We've done an enormous amount of research over the years, and it keeps coming back to the same four points. Consumers tell us, show me that you know me and make me trust you. I know what I want and I want it now. Don't make me work for it. And I want to know I'm making a difference. So we see what they want. They want to have an impact and they want to see the impact that they're having in the world. So as we created SPAVE, we tried to make that connection between their personal finances and their contributions. So every time they make a purchase, they're making a difference for themselves and a better world. And Ben, that sounds like some heavy lifting from a data perspective, right? <laughs> like personalizing things, getting these small totally. amounts uh, to the right companies at the right time. How do you how do you pull that off, Ben? 
Absolutely. Luckily, we're in a state of technology where there's a lot of partners and ecosystems that have been built and we're able to tap into those. And really, the idea behind this all is automating this process. We've kind of moved to this world of embedded payments, subscription-based e-commerce at this point, where you know, you're not really thinking about how you're paying. And we're used to that. We're comfortable with that. We get into an Uber and we don't think about how it's paid for. You know, We just put it in the app and it happens in the background. We're trying to accomplish that same thing with these microtransactions. Really exciting. And I want to sort of double click on one of the topics you mentioned, which is this whole idea of using our spending to help the causes we care about, but also the businesses we care about. In the last year, we've all heard a lot about buy local. We want to help all those struggling merchants that were having a tough time during the pandemic. However, what we haven't heard much about is bank local. What should consumers be thinking about when they consider using their local credit union or local bank instead of one of the national big banks like Chase or Wells Fargo. Spave's parent company is Michigan State University Federal Credit Union, or MSUFCU for short. When you bank with a credit union, when you get your loans from a credit union, that money is from the communities. The members live in the communities, they spend in the communities, and the employees are from those communities as well. It really helps create a pretty robust ecosystem in the, the region. But in the communities where we have kind of some primary locations, we do a lot of investment in our communities. We have a huge financial education program. We also have a lot of small businesses who have accounts at the credit union. We also are able to feature them. And what we have is a local loyalty program. And many other credit unions have similar relationships where if you use that credit union card at a business, you'll, as a consumer, save 15%. But it's also kind of some free advertising and ability for those local merchants to get a bigger platform as they're starting out. Now, let's talk a little bit about the credit union and the relationship with SPAVE. And Ben, I would love to get your perspective and Susan's perspective on this. Tell me more about what attracted you in terms of SPAVE's mission and why you saw the SPAVE mission as so well aligned with the credit unions. And maybe we'll start with Ben. The credit unions as an industry are understanding kind of where our role and how we can play a part in increasing people's access to their finances, to financial products, to financial services, financial literacy, uh, education, and really seeing that the fintech industry gives us the opportunity to further our missions as credit unions to provide that in using technology to extend our reach. There are a lot of financial wellness apps out there. The Spave app brings access to giving to a crowd that may not think they're able to give. The long-term vision of being able to support education and teach people how they're spending their money and how they can look for opportunities to save in addition to that giving was what kind of set them apart from other fintechs out there. Yeah, when we did our research, it was astounding to me that people didn't see giving as a part of their whole picture. So if we can give them that full picture, it really is the financial wholeness. So we were very excited about that. I would also like to say why a credit union for us. I always knew we wanted a strategic partner that would give us access to the market and to the users and one that shared our values. And that's what happened with MSU FCU is that they were looking for an enterprise solution that could help them realize their vision and their dream and their shared values of bringing community into their members. And so it was just a great partnership that aligned really well at a perfect time for both of us. What a great example of two mission-driven organizations collaborating to really make this idea of commerce with a conscience real. We have all been really innovating. They say necessity is the mother of invention, and the pandemic has forced both people and companies to really focus on the things they care about. And for some people, 
that's giving back to their communities. For some corporations, it's about diversity or racial justice. Tell me how SPAVE helps people and companies express what they care most about, and especially how does it help them do that through their spending? Well, SPAVE is an acronym for sharing purpose and value every day. It's all about giving people control, choice, and confidence in managing their personal finances and allowing them to support the causes that they care most about. So users can actually search for organizations by cause in our app, or they can search by location also, but they look for them in our database of more than 1.5 million accredited charities. So as they're searching for their causes, they can find what they're most passionate passionate about and select that, whether it's across the globe or it's locally in their own small town. That's really exciting. Susan, Ben, thank you very much for being on the show today and sharing your really inspirational insights. Thank you so much for having us, Silvio. Yes, thank you so much. That's Susan Langer, the founder and CEO of SPAVE, and Ben Maxim, the CTO of SPAVE. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on the future of buying local and banking local. Wealth inequality has become a glaring problem, not just in the U.S., but across the world. That's why when the richest man in the world, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, when he joked about Amazon customers footing the bill for his recent flight into space, well, it struck a nerve, and not in a good way. Maybe uh, tone deaf is the best way to describe his comments. That's why it's so fascinating to see the success of our guests on the show today. The organization is based in middle America, serving the middle class and enabling local customers to engage in philanthropy just like the super rich. Now, if that's not commerce with a conscience, I don't know what is. To find out more about the latest trends in digital commerce, check out our website, www.digcomall.org. That's www.digcomall.org. For the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off. 